Welcome to the Matt O'Grady Coaching Podcast. This is where Matt shares all his ideas on how to be happier, more successful, and enjoy life to the fullest. Please go to mattogradycoaching.com and the livinggratitudebook.com to learn more and receive your free micro coaching session with Matt. Welcome to the Matt O'Grady Coaching Podcast. Matt O'Grady Coaching. Dot com. Well, it's been an interesting ride, my friends. I'm uh, staying up late recording this podcast for you because I've been quiet for a couple weeks because I've really been contemplating some things. Before I came back to record something, as you know, I like it to be very authentic. I don't like to plan them too much in advance or um, have a real specific strategy about it because life changes moment to moment. So I like this podcast to be a real reflection of what I'm actually working with on the inside of my own life, my practices, uh, etc., as well as what I'm working on with my coaching clients and what I really see working for them, hoping, wishing, believing, and having faith in the fact that this information could be helpful to you. And it's helpful to me to have a venue to express it and to communicate about with, um, my colleagues, my friends, my listeners, my faithful listeners, thank you so much, by the way. I really appreciate you. And that's why I will, without a doubt, continue these podcasts for you. Uh, so I have um, a subject to talk about that is often... <laughs> not really uh, the most favorite and kind of the, the new spirituality that's sweeping across uh, America and this kind of, you know, part yogic, part the secret, part, um, part meditative, uh, part uh, being grateful, being kind, paying it forward. And there's a lot of positives in this movement. I mean, a tremendous amount. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. And um, so grateful. Just appreciate it so much. I, I honestly feel like, you know, my life changed when I found some of these practices. I know my life changed because it, it never went back to what it was. And it's just continued to deepen and widen become more inspirational as each period of time goes by. And there's one really important correlation to make here that I want to accentuate for this podcast, and that's how important it is to have some self-discipline and to be committed to your daily practice, committed to yourself. 
committed to working towards what you really want. And of course that may include some material things, and that's all fine and good, but don't let that be your God. And what I mean by that is don't let that consume you so much that you miss some of the deeper, finer aspects of life that are available to us. And you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, when you're having these super high emotions, whether it is appreciation, whether it is love, whether it is uh, just a real forgiveness, a complete letting go of something that stressed you out or someone, these experiences, higher experiences of, you know, oneness or, uh, you know, there's, there's dozens of them, right? Just pure joy and happiness. Um, being kind. Just being kind all on its own can be its own reward, right? It just feels so good to be authentically kind. You know, I took someone out to lunch today, gave them a copy of my book, gave them a lot of my time and attention, and it just felt so good to just keep giving. Now, this person I was with is an amazing human being, and he was certainly given too. Is a very intelligent fellow, um, really cool guy, and um, we're becoming closer friends, we're, we're both entrepreneurs, we're going to be doing some business together, potentially, so, man, doesn't it feel good to just give, because mm. giving is receiving, you know, when we give authentically, but externally, so we kind of get this intention, we want to pay it forward, we want to give, we just want to be generous or kind, and we get that um, calling, that intuition to, to do it, and then following through on it with no expectations. I mean, there might be hopes that, you know, like in this case, I hope to build a, a stronger friendship with this person, get to know them better, we can help each other. Some of that might be business. Some of it just might be personal. And it's all good any way you slice it. But I was reminded of it during our lunch. You know, all of that is fine and good. It really is. It's beautiful. But without a commitment to some level of self-discipline, self-awareness, all these different ideas that we're talking about or, or that any of us have for our lives. It's so important to remember ourselves, what we're really living here, what we really want this life to be, what's most important to us. It doesn't mean we need to stress out about it. And when we're self-disciplined, it doesn't mean we need to be hard or violent to ourselves. There's this uh, misconception, in my opinion, about self-discipline, where it's just hard and cold and without love. And what I've come to realize throughout the years of studying 
myself, studying life, studying how thoughts and emotions work, studying how we motivate ourselves and inspire ourselves, and how fascinating it is that we all have so many different ways of going about this, and also how fascinating it is that they all kind of come back to a handful or two of real buckets, if you will. Um, and as I continue this journey of exploration and contemplation and self-awareness, I become somewhat arrested at times by how powerful some wisdom can be in my life. And I was blessed to visit with one of my old teachers recently. And we were able to talk for quite a long time about self-awareness, meditation, and the work of getting to know thyself, to watching us live our lives so that we can become aware enough to then make more conscious choices. And uh, there were two main takeaways that I had with him that inspired me to record this podcast and share it with you in the wish, with the aim that this helps your life somehow, that this seed of wisdom gets planted in your mind, in your heart, and that you practice it with some loving self-discipline and with a, a faithful, committed heart to the practice because Commitment and self-discipline do not have to be hard and cold. In fact, they can be just the opposite. When we take our real positive, good, sweet-feeling emotions and we channel them into our practice, we consciously direct them into being disciplined and committed. So... This gentleman and I, my mentor, my teacher, we, we spoke about a lot of things, but what just ex was exploding for me while he said it, and for quite a while later, and here I am weeks later, still affected by this, I've been thinking about it every day, I've been putting it into practice every day, too, which is another reason I couldn't record this podcast right away, because I was working with some new information, some new old information, right? You know, a lot of times we, we learn that something is important. We put it into practice on a certain level, to whatever level we're able, based on our practice, our consciousness, our experience, and then we live with that because that's all we're able to do with it at that particular time. We may need different energy, different thoughts, different experiences, feelings, practices to kind of take it to another level. And that's what I really felt like this was for me. So the specific words he used were to be more rigorous in my daily practice. And I really liked that choice of word um, because it, 
it really helped me to see kind of the flavor of what's necessary sometimes to really keep expanding. So he didn't say, you know, beat yourself to a bloody pulp. <laughs> he said, just bring some, some rigor to it, some, some stronger energy. And to me, when you're rigorous, you're, I don't have the uh, official definition here, but I'm going to look it up. Just sometimes it's fun to see the etymology of words. If you don't study the roots of words, I highly recommend that you do. I've always found it to be really helpful in learning about what words really mean. Um, and I've been more rigorous. I've been uh, getting up earlier sometimes staying up later and uh, putting the work in to my practice, extending my meditations, uh, being more committed to my yoga practice. God, in just a few weeks, it's given back so much already. It's been so helpful to stay stress-free, you know, whatever level that is but for me you know any sort of for anyone right a less stress is is better <laughs> whatever you can do to find less stress please do it please it's uh, Uh, here's the definition of rigorous that I really like. Exact or accurate, precise. It says here also discipline. So, but there's also some other kind of rigidly severe or harsh. So there's a couple layers here to this word. You see that? It can be taken in two completely different ways, yet it's the same word. And I know him, and I've worked with him uh, since the late 90s, so I know that he means exact or accurate, precise, with discipline. Because, once again, it doesn't have to be harsh it really doesn't. Every once in a while, we all need a kick in the butt, sure. Maybe that's a little harsh, but as far as the daily practice goes, I don't think we need to be harsh with ourselves at all. I think the opposite is true. I think being kind to ourselves as we are self-disciplined. So as we go to sit on the mat, I go to meditate, for example, and I might have the thought passing thought, oh, I don't want to do this right now, right? It's the first thought, like just the ego's just trying to, you know, let's see if, let's see if we can get him to skip it. <laughs> and then the next thought could be, oh, that's lazy. Now, now I'm criticizing myself. 
then I could force myself to sit down and meditate because I feel guilty that I could be lazy. Do you see how slippery that path could be? And it has been. I've ex those are all very real thoughts that I've had in the past. Thankfully, those really don't get me the same way they used to. I often just laugh at them. <laughs> I do. I'm like, you know what? Screw you. I don't like that thought. It's the thought that I'm saying, screw you. I'm not saying it to myself. No. To myself, I'm, I'm being really kind. And I may not say any words at all, but it's, it's really kind of a gentleness, a nurturing that I feel inside my heart-mind. And I just continue to go sit meditate, practice self-awareness. And I'm lovingly committed to myself through this practice, which I also believe is committed to everyone we love and everyone we interact with, everyone we care about, and to the whole world. Because when we're more self-aware, when we do practice meditation without being too harsh on ourselves, but still act accordingly to be committed to the practice. We open things up. So a lot of people think this discipline, this commitment is going to be hard, this harsh, terrible, painful thing, and they, they don't want to let go of their old patterns, whatever they may be. doesn't even matter, right? All that matters is that we're attached to how we used to do things, how we've always done things, how we like things. But if we're never willing to kind of work outside of that initial pull towards the old patterns, then we become crystallized. We become hard and, and we become that rigidity that we don't want. I know, it can get pretty deep and sometimes feel confusing. But the truth is that if we're kind to ourselves, but we stay disciplined, great things can happen. New aha profound moments are waiting for you. I promise you. I promise you. We have this faithful, heartfelt commitment to our daily practice and whatever your daily practices are. I don't know what you do, but I hope you meditate. I hope you practice appreciation. I hope you practice self-awareness. And the reason I hope these things is because they're so helpful to our lives. I've never met anyone and I've met <clears throat> many hundreds, if not many thousands, I know I'm not keeping count, but those those simple daily practices of aiming to be thankful, aiming to be kind, aiming to be self-aware, relaxed, maybe even inspired, that our that our lives will change, your life will change. 
take some time? Probably. Some people get the lightning flashes. I've had a few of those myself. They're awesome when they come. They're really great. But I don't think for a second that they would have been there without my daily practice. And it, we love having this kind of wild, powerful expansion of our mind and our hearts and our consciousness. But as the old Buddhist saying goes, meditate, do the laundry, do the dishes, meditate, sleep, do it all over again. <laughs> you know, uh, but there's this beauty and possibility that becomes awakened in us. It's, it's not all pain. And anyone who's practiced yoga or been dedicated to an exercise routine that wasn't too harsh, right? Um, or any sort of deep practice. It might even be like surfing or qigong or biking or wh whatever. For some people it's art or, you know, knitting or coloring or whatever, right? There's all sorts of really beautiful experiences we can have when we get committed to something. We're disciplined with ourselves. So we do it every day or at least almost every day or at least every week. I mean, I've felt this with all sorts, with sports, with martial arts, with yoga, with meditation, with qigong, with relationships. I mean, just waking up every day and being committed to the relationship to working on it, to trying to be loving. <laughs> it's not always so easy, is it? I get it. I get it. But I promise you there's, there's a tremendous amount of benefit that can be experienced by being self-disciplined. Gently kindly, lovingly, self-disciplined, and realizing that this practice really is for us, right? So that's good, right? Being spiritually selfish, as it's called. But then also, everyone we love gets the benefits of it. That's my favorite one. It really is. I was meditating this morning with my son while he was on his iPad. And, you know, he, he's got a little addiction to the iPad, and uh, we've managed it really well, you know, keeping it to you know, two specific amounts per week, and it's not that long, and I'm okay with it. I can live with it. But he's on vacation this week, and so the, the schedule's changed, and the iPad slipped in a few extra times, and... Instead of being harsh with him, I decided a different approach, and that was to let him lie on my shoulder while I meditated. I meditated for like 20 minutes. I had my beautiful son lying on my shoulder, 
and he kept talking to me about the game. He was so excited to tell me what was happening, and he was so proud of himself, and he was excited. And I decided to just focus on the whatever positive aspects of it, because in my mind, there's a lot of negatives, right? Oh my God, his brain and getting addicted to it, and these terrible games, they're flashing in his eyes, and all, the, all these different worries, if you will. And it was a great, loving self-discipline to keep to my meditation, to be with my son, to accept what I was. I mean, I could have ripped it out of his hands. I could have told him no. I could have, there was a hundred other options. Instead, I just decided to be with him, aware of him, to love him, hang out with him just give him my presence while I was meditating, knowing that that vibration was going right into him. I mean, he was all pressed up right up against me. And regardless of his focus on the game, I know in his heart, the deepest levels of his soul, he was receiving these really loving vibrations from the deepest parts of myself so grateful and I really loved the whole process with him. There were a few moments here and there that, you know, thoughts came up that weren't really supporting my intention for just loving and being with him. And uh, I just let those go completely right in the moment. Just didn't have any attachments to them. They just came and went. Just let them roll right off my back. It was great. It was beautiful. So uplifting. I felt so great all day because of it. I know it was like directly related to it. All back to this rigorousness, this self-discipline, this commitment. It's given such a beautiful experience for my life. I don't know if you can relate to that one, but I really enjoyed it. But without that self-discipline, there were a lot of other things going on that I won't go into personally that could have pulled me away from my practice, from the meditation, from my son getting up at 5.45, from whatever, you know, from all the work I had to do, and all the meetings I had, and presentations to deliver, conference calls to attend, and proposals to write, and all that stuff, and errands, and dinner, and, you know, nighttime routine, and, you know, we all have it, right? We all have our things. I am so grateful for discipline, commitment, and I'm so grateful to you for listening. I hope you're committed to listening to this and to giving me your feedback at mattogradycoaching.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to me. I wish you well. <laughs>